you have different goals based on whether your communication is dynamic or whether it's planned. Oftentimes, the reason that you are getting stuck is that you are applying the wrong goal to the wrong type of communication. In addition to you wanting your communication to be crisp and clear, you ultimately want it to achieve a greater purpose. You want it to move the needle in some way for your company. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here, and now on to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you are new to the Art of Speaking Up podcast, welcome. And if you've been here for a while, maybe you've even been here since the beginning. If that's the case, welcome back. I'm so happy you're here. I'm Jess. I'm the host and creator of the Art of Speaking Up podcast. And I created my podcast because I had a big dream in my heart to empower women in the corporate workplace. I really wanted to help women feel strong and solid and confident inside so that you, they, can really go for the professional growth and the big, exciting, expansive career path that they desire. I do this work because I had a career in the corporate world. I don't anymore. I'm now a full-time podcast host and career coach for professional women, but I had a big dream. I wanted to become a leader and advance and rise up professionally, and I really struggled along that journey in building confidence and finding my voice. I had a ton of imposter syndrome, and I was able to work through those things and build genuine confidence from the inside out. But I felt like there was a real lack of professional development resources for women that were transparent and helpful and inspirational and real. And I started this podcast as my way of filling a void or a gap that I personally was experiencing when I was in my corporate career. So my goal is to equip you with the tools and resources and inspiration that you need to become successful, to feel like you can do that while being yourself, and to develop a very confident, powerful voice in the workplace. Today, we're talking about something that is at the heart of the work that I do. It's something that I think about all of the time, and it might be something that you're working on. It probably is something you're working on, and that is the topic of becoming a highly effective verbal communicator without having to be perfect. This is very, very important. The without having to be perfect part of this equation is incredibly important because when we strive for perfect communication, it can have a side effect of making our communication worse. The, the wild thing about perfectionism, I think about this all the time and it makes my brain implode. It is so crazy to think about. But if we think about like, okay, there's this ideal of perfection. It means that whatever we're doing is quote unquote perfect. Let's just give us ourselves that, right? Even though perfection, 
we can argue doesn't exist. Let's just say, theoretically, perfection does exist. What I find fascinating is that when we fall into perfectionist thinking and habits, our work usually becomes less perfect. Typically, when you look at the impact of perfectionism, like you zoom out and you look at how perfectionism is impacting your career and your communication and the work that you do, typically perfectionism takes you farther away from the perfectionist ideal, which I think is wild. But as you observe ways in which this is happening, it helps give you the motivation to release the perfectionism because it can be hard to let go of the desire to be perfect. We all want to be perfect, right? It's something that we all want. And you need real internal motivation to say, I'm willing to like release my grip on this desire to be perfect. And when you really see how perfection is making your work less perfect, then even your inner perfectionist will want to stop doing it because it's not even having the desired impact. And that's really what today's episode is about. It's to help you identify the ways in which perfectionist thinking and tendencies might be preventing you from being a strong, powerful, effective communicator. And I want to help you let go of some of those perfectionist expectations so that your communication can improve. I know, perfectionism is the wildest paradox ever. I could do a whole long episode series just on it because it truly fascinates me that our brains think like, oh, this is helping me do it better. This is helping me perform better. This is helping my work be better. This is helping my communication be better. Like our brain really thinks that when I get into perfectionist mode and I have this hyper attention to detail and I over prepare and I stress myself out, that's making everything better. Like our brain really believes that that's true. And when we see how our perception is disconnected from reality, I find it fascinating. This is why I love mindset work so much because it is really fascinating to see the ways in which something can feel so true for us in our minds and so true for us like on a deep emotional level. And when we learn that what felt true to us isn't true, sometimes it can free us to actually show up as our best selves. And that's what today's episode is about. So what I'm going to be doing in today's episode is I'm going to be walking you through the two categories of verbal communication. Because communication is the core topic that I coach on, it is the core focus of my group program, The Art of Speaking Up Academy, I am constantly thinking about the nuances of communication. And the way that I coach on it and the way that I think about it, I break it down into two different categories. In today's episode, I'm going to walk you through the two different categories of verbal communication, and I'm going to use those two categories to help you see where perfectionist thinking and tendencies might be preventing you from being as effective at communicating as you have the potential to be. And then I will give you some thoughts and direction and advice to help you make some adjustments that will, number one, hopefully take the pressure off of having to sound perfect when you speak, and number two, serve to make you a more effective communicator in the long run. 
Okay, so let's start with the two kinds of verbal communication. Because if you think about it, I know like The Art of Speaking Up is a show largely focused on communication skills. A lot of my coaching work and program are largely focused on communication skills. Communication, though, is a broad word, right? It can mean so many things. And so I find it really helpful to take the idea of communication and break it down into more specific focus areas or more specific skills. And so that's what I want to do. So the two kinds of verbal communication that I work with my clients on, and you know, this is the way that I conceptualize how to break down verbal communication, is one, dynamic verbal communication, and two, planned verbal communication. So these are what they sound like. And I'll walk through what each is, and I'll share some examples so it's super clear for you. But dynamic verbal conversation is when you're communicating verbally, but you aren't pre-planning what exactly you are going to say. So an example of dynamic verbal conversation could be that you are in a work meeting, it's not your meeting, someone is sharing an idea, and then someone turns to you unexpectedly and says to you, hey, like, what are your thoughts on this? That's an example of dynamic, or we could also call it unplanned verbal communication, where you're going to be communicating, but it's not something that you've pre-planned in advance. It's any situation where you are not the presenter or the one leading the meeting, and you have not come in with a set agenda or structure of what you're going to be sharing. So like I said, that could be someone putting you on the spot in a meeting. It could be you proactively jumping into a conversation with a suggestion that is coming up for you in real time. It is literally any situation where you can't plan. I used to work at McKinsey, which is a management consulting company. And I remember that one of the things that we would do in some of the professional development trainings, like they would have us take professional development trainings every few months to help us communicate really well and develop our leadership skills. They were always incredible and super fun. And I, you know, those trainings really inspire my coaching style. And I remember a question and an exercise that we would always do in those trainings at McKinsey is like they would give us a mock business case and we would work on it to to solve the business case. And they would give us like questions to work on. And then they'd always say like, I want you to imagine that you run into the head partner of the business case on the elevator. You have 60 seconds. The partner asks you on the elevator ride, how is the project going? What's the latest? And you have one minute to give him an update. What do you say? (laughs) And I think that example of like the quote unquote elevator pitch or like the elevator catch up conversation is a perfect example of dynamic verbal communication where you don't have the chance to reflect and structure it in advance. So that is what I call dynamic or unplanned verbal communication. Now let's look at planned verbal communication. This is different. This is where you are communicating verbally, but you have spent time beforehand planning and structuring what it is you're going to say. So some examples of planned verbal communication are 
You have a presentation. You might have slides. Maybe you do, maybe you don't, but you for sure have talking points that you've mapped out in advance. Or another example of planned verbal communication is you're leading a meeting. You have an agenda. You have specific things you're going to walk through, and you've thought of what you're going to say in advance. Another example of planned verbal communication is a workshop. You're going to show up and support a team at your company in developing a plan or executing something, and you've come in with thoughts on what you're going to be sharing and speaking to. That is what I think of as planned verbal communication. Now, before I go any further into this episode, I definitely want to acknowledge that there are many forms of communication that will fall into a massive gray area that exists between dynamic and planned verbal communication. So some areas will clearly fall into one category or the other, right? If I'm on an elevator and the head of my company walks into the elevator and asks me for an update and I'm caught off guard, that's for sure going to be a dynamic verbal communication situation. Likewise, if the CEO of your company is presenting a slide deck and an update to investors for an investor day or a quarterly update call, that is going to be heavily planned, right? So there are situations that clearly fall into one category or the other. And then there are situations that are going to be a hybrid of both. I'm sure this has happened to you where you come in to lead a meeting and you've got everything planned And it goes in a completely different direction that you weren't expecting. And then suddenly, you're no longer in the land of planned communication. It's now dynamic and unplanned because it just didn't go down the path that you had mapped out for one reason or another, which, by the way, isn't always a bad thing. Like, that doesn't necessarily mean you're doing it wrong. That is something that will happen for various reasons. So I want to acknowledge that there's a huge gray area in the middle because I don't want your brain to be like wondering about that as I'm walking through this. However, for purposes of this episode and to keep this learning simple and applicable and super easy for you, we're going to treat them for now as black and white categories and distinguish them because I think that's going to help you learn from this episode as much as possible. So here's what I want to share with you about dynamic versus planned verbal communication. And I also sometimes just say unplanned versus planned. So dynamic and unplanned are synonyms for me in my mind. So with those two types of verbal communication, your goal is different. You have different goals based on whether your communication is dynamic or whether it's planned. I'm going to walk you through what the different goals are. This is important because oftentimes the reason that you are getting stuck is that you are applying the wrong goal to the wrong type of communication. So I'm going to walk through what I suggest your goal is for each and why. And then we're going to talk about this mix-up that can happen where you're not setting the right goals for yourself and therefore you are not setting yourself up for success. This is also where the perfectionism piece is going to come back into this episode. And the reason I laugh when I reflect on perfectionism is because I am a fellow perfectionist. I am right there with you. I have urges for things to be perfect. I have urges for everyone to like me and think I'm an amazing genius. 
I have urges to never mess up anything. I say this to express that I understand you. I understand how difficult it can be and to encourage you and tell you that as uncomfortable as it is to let go of perfectionist tendencies, it is totally 100% worth it. But if you hear me laughing, I'm laughing at myself. Just want to make that clear. I laugh at myself a lot. It helps me get perspective on the things that can feel hard. Okay, so I'm going to walk you through the goal of each kind of communication, and I'm going to start by walking you through your goals when you are doing planned verbal communication, when you have time to reflect on how you are going to express what it is you want to share with your audience. So when your verbal communication is planned, you have two main goals. The first goal is you want to be crisp, clear, polished, concise. You want the quality of your communication to be high, and high-quality communication is communication that is clear, that is easy for your audience to understand, that feels seamless for them on an intellectual level to take in. That is your first goal. Your second goal with planned verbal communication is to make an impact. If you are sharing a presentation or leading a meeting or leading a workshop or updating a room full of people on a project, your goal is to have an impact. You are updating them and speaking to them for a reason. There is some sort of outcome that you are trying to get closer to. So for example, if I'm presenting a project proposal to a group of people, the outcome that I'm trying to get closer to is, hey, I want this group of people to green light this project proposal so I can execute this and drive results for my company. Or if I'm delivering a workshop to a team at my company, my goal might be, I want to help this group of people create this deliverable so that they can contribute to the growth and results of our company. So in addition to you wanting your communication to be crisp and clear, you ultimately want it to achieve a greater purpose. You want it to move the needle in some way for your company. So you could have the most crisp, clear presentation, but if you're unable to get approval from your audience, if you're unable to get buy-in, if you're unable to execute the workshop deliverable, it's not going to matter that your communication was so crisp because you haven't had the desired impact. You haven't created the results for the business. So when it comes to planned communication, your two goals always are you want it to be clear and crisp. This is how you're going to get people to see how capable you are, how clear you are, how direct you are as a communicator. That is so important for your reputation that your communication is sharp, that it lands easily for your audience. Very important. However, you have another goal on top of that, which is you also need to drive results. You want to move the needle forward on whatever it is you are there to do. So planned communication has two goals. One is to sound crisp and sharp, and the second is to make an impact. Now, I want to pivot to the goals of unplanned or dynamic verbal communication. This is so important, and I really hope 
that this feels like relief for you, that you can exhale and drop your shoulders and stress a little bit less about how impressive you have to be when you are communicating in an unplanned, off-the-cuff way. When we exit the realm of planned verbal communication and we move into the realm of dynamic verbal conversation, we narrow from two goals to one goal. We drop the goal of being crisp and concise, and we focus only on the goal of having an impact. When we are communicating dynamically in a conversation that is happening in real time, we don't have the luxury of having time to plan what we're going to say. We have to just be present in the conversation so that we can be part of the exchange. And we don't want to waste the limited amount of time that we have trying to plan our communication and make it super crisp because that will sabotage the more important goal, which is the goal of having an impact. Here's how I want you to think about this. I want you to imagine that scenario (laughs) that I mentioned earlier where you hop on the elevator and then all of a sudden the head of your team, maybe like your boss's boss or someone really important at your company, walks into the elevator, stands next to you, the doors close, and they say to you, how is that project going? What's the latest? You have about 60 seconds until that person reaches their stop and gets off the elevator. If you spend that 60 seconds in your head (laughs) thinking, how do I say this in the perfect way? How do I make this crisp? How do I sound smart? How do I sound good? If you spend those 60 seconds in your head answering those questions, then the elevator is going to get to their stop. It's going to open. It's going to make the ding sound. That person at your company is going to walk off the elevator and not get any sort of update from you. You only have 60 seconds. You have to use those 60 seconds effectively, which means in order to be effective and in order to use that time effectively, you have to drop your goal of being super crisp and being super concise. The circumstance doesn't fully allow for it. You don't have the luxury of time. You have to use the time you have to be present in the conversation so you don't miss the opportunity to have an impact. Of course, it would be great if you could sound crisp and amazing and perfect, but if trying to sound crisp and amazing and perfect prevents you from saying anything at all, we have to put that goal to the side. And the way that I want you to think about it is when you're in meetings and these conversations are happening dynamically, every conversation you're in that's dynamic is like an elevator ride. And if you use that time on the elevator to try to be clear and crisp and concise, you're going to miss what's more important, which is the opportunity to have an impact. Now, this is where the perfectionism comes in, because when we're perfectionists, we don't like to compromise anything. We want to have our cake and eat it too. We want to give the unplanned update, but we want it to sound amazing. The problem is when we try to solve for something that can't be solved for in the amount of time we have, we're going to fail completely. Just like if I'm in the elevator and I get asked a question, if I go into my head and I'm like, I need to answer this question perfectly, I'm going to run out of time and I'm going to deliver 
a worse answer than what I would deliver if I allowed myself to do it imperfect and do it a little bit messy. So this is the perfect example of perfectionism making outputs worse. When I get stuck in perfectionism, the elevator ride is over before I can make a contribution. And instead of that leader walking off the elevator thinking, wow, she's working on something really important, that leader walks off the elevator thinking, I don't know what she's working on. I didn't hear anything from her. She was quiet. They don't know that you were in your head spinning and planning. All they know is that they didn't hear much from you. And this might be something that is happening for you in meetings where you're spending the time in your head trying to get it right, to be crisp, to be concise. But then what's happening is that's taking away from your effectiveness. It's taking away from you getting noticed because there isn't time in a dynamic conversation to plan and be crisp and concise. A dynamic verbal conversation is like an elevator ride. The elevator is moving. Someone is going to get off the elevator. It is going at its own pace. And if you don't let go of the desire to sound crisp and smart and perfect and polished, you're going to miss the opportunity to make an impact by making a verbal contribution. So what you want to do is make sure that you are applying the appropriate goals to the appropriate situations. When you are in dynamic conversation, your only goal should be to make an impact. You should not worry about being crisp and concise. Trust me on this. This is coming from someone I built my career in part on the strength of my communication skills. I wasn't able to always be perfectly polished and concise in dynamic conversations, but I was able to show people like, hey, I'm here to help and I'm going to move the needle forward and I'm going to contribute ideas. I leaned on my planned communication as the place where I was like, this is where I'm going to blow you away with how clear, how seamless, how easy this experience of listening is going to be. This is where I'm going to show you what I'm made of. I'm not going to try to lean on unplanned conversation to try to help the leaders at my company see how crisp I am. That would be a mistake. That would deprive them of the opportunity to see how much I can problem solve and get in there and get messy in the conversation and help everyone get this over the finish line. If I want to show them how planned and crisp and polished I can be, I'm going to do it in the situations where I can do it properly. So to go back to the elevator analogy, if a leader enters into the elevator and asks me what I'm working on, I'm going to answer them imperfectly right away because I want to seize that opportunity to get visible in front of them, for them to know what I do, what value I'm adding. That is going to benefit my career, right? And then if I really want to impress them, then next time I'm delivering a project update that I know they're going to be attending, maybe it's a steering committee, right? Maybe it's some sort of approval meeting. Then that's the moment where I'm going to impress them with my clarity and my crispness and my polish. And the takeaway that I want you to come away with from this episode is I want you to reflect on whether you're being overly ambitious when it comes to your goals for dynamic, unplanned verbal communication. And whether you're mixing up your goals and thinking, unplanned dynamic verbal conversation is where you have to be very polished and everything has to be very crisp and very high quality for your audience. That simply isn't true. And while I totally understand 
wanting to be able to do all the things, right? Like that's the perfectionism. I get it. The sooner that you can let go and realize that unplanned conversation isn't the best form to show people how polished you are, the sooner you'll get visible and people will see you as a leader because you'll be in the conversation making an impact. And then for the part of you that's like, but wait, I want people to see how crisp I am and how good I am and how polished I am. So for that, I would say amazing. Lean on the forums where you are properly set up to do that and to do it well. Lean on the situations where you have the luxury of time and planning to add that layer of polish to your communication. This will ensure that you're using your focus wisely, that it is going to the right places, and that you are not leaning on perfectionism in ways that are ultimately preventing you from getting noticed, from making an impact, and from sharing your brilliance with the world. So that brings me to the end of today's episode. And I hope, I very much hope that you can see yourself in this and that you feel motivated to let yourself be messy and imperfect when you're communicating verbally in a dynamic, unplanned way. Now, here's one more thing I'll say to kind of comfort the perfectionist in you that might not love this and might not love the idea of allowing yourself to be messy. The one thing I'll say is that as you get better at planned communication and at being crisp and polished, it tends to spill over into your dynamic verbal communication. So we'll speak from my experience because that's an easy way for me to explain this to you. But the better I got at writing talking points for a slide, at walking a room full of executives through a complicated idea, but, but doing that in a very simple way, the better I got at that, the more those skills just naturally became a part of my communication style and the more crisp my unplanned, dynamic verbal communication became. I think about it as sort of like cooking, right? If you get really good at following long, complicated recipes and making beautiful plates of food that take hours and hours to prep, if you do that a lot and practice lots of recipes and make lots of beautiful, highly time-consuming, very fancy plates of food, you're also going to get good at like cooking quickly when you don't have a lot of time and you don't have a lot of ingredients because you're building cooking skills by making these super fancy plates of food and you still have those cooking skills. So even if someone says, hey, like I need you to make me a plate of food in seven minutes and I only have these four ingredients, you'll probably be able to make something better because of all those fancy, time-consuming, meticulous recipes that you've been practicing. And the relationship between planned verbal communication versus dynamic verbal communication is very similar. When you slow down and you make your planned verbal communication very high quality, very crisp, very strong, what happens is you're building an overall communication skill set that's naturally going to start to spill over and spill out when you're participating in dynamic, unplanned verbal communication. This is why it is so wise to focus all of your perfectionist energy on your planned verbal communication and none of it on your dynamic verbal communication. When you're in a dynamic situation, focus on being a leader and making an impact. 
Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I had a ton of fun recording this. I really, really hope it was helpful for you. If you know someone who needs to hear this message, share this podcast episode with them. And I will stick around for a minute or two to tell you a little bit about the Art of Speaking Up Academy if you're interested in working on both of these areas. The topic for this episode and the topic breakdown between dynamic verbal conversation versus planned verbal communication was inspired by the Art of Speaking Up Academy because this is how I lay out the curriculum for the program. So if you haven't heard of the Art of Speaking Up Academy, it is my signature group program. It is a six-month professional development and coaching program to help you build confidence and become an effective communicator at work. It is for women who know that their next level of professional success hinges on them developing an effective powerful voice in the room. And the curriculum that I teach is designed to help you do that. Now, because the skills that are required for dynamic verbal conversation are different than the ones required for planned verbal communication, just like I talked about in this episode, for that reason, I teach these things differently inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy. So I teach you the frameworks and tools needed both for dynamic verbal communication as well as planned verbal communication, but they are different toolkits because you need different things for each of those situations. For dynamic verbal conversation, what you need to develop is your confidence, your ability to take risks and feel uncomfortable, and your identity as a leader. It's not really about you communicating super crisply. It's much more about you learning to feel bold and badass and courageous enough to participate in that conversation like a leader, to answer the question that you get asked on the spot without overthinking and trying to over-prepare it in your head, because ultimately that's going to get in the way of you sounding effective. But I also teach you the tools that you need for planned verbal communication because I want you to be able to use those opportunities to impress your audience, to show your boss, to show leaders at your company the quality of your communication. It's a huge way to stand out and get noticed. It is how I stood out in my corporate career, and it is what made me very valuable to the leaders at the companies that I worked for was that I could take complicated things and I could really guide a room full of leaders and executives through it in a way that felt simple, that helped us get results faster, and it really helped me build my reputation as a leader and as a strong communicator. Inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy, I teach you my signature tools and frameworks to help you learn to do that for yourself. And like I mentioned, when you get good at planned communication and you learn to speak to your audience in a way that's clear and crisp and concise, it spills over into your dynamic communication and you become a better communicator overall. If that sounds like a process that you are ready to commit to and immerse yourself in, I invite you to head over to justguzzitcoaching.com slash academy and add yourself to the wait list. This ensures that you are going to be notified first as soon as I open the next cohort. Right now, the Art of Speaking Up Academy is sold out. However, as soon as I open the next cohort of the program, those on the wait list are going to be first to find out. And last time I did that, the cohort filled up. 
before I had a chance to announce it on the podcast, which means if you are ready to join the Art of Speaking Up Academy and you don't want to miss the next cohort, make sure you are on the wait list. I will drop the link in the show notes. It is jessgazitcoaching.com slash academy. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you in next week's episode. Bye.